You're listening to SM Media, the home of exclusive West of Scotland Football League content. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the West of Scotland Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPike, it's an absolute pleasure to be your host as always. Delighted to be joined in this week's episode as we look back in the weekend's action by St Cadillac's first team coach, Gary Fleming. Gary, welcome to the show, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. Thank you for having me, Scott. Cheers. Thanks for me. Absolute pleasure, I'm really looking forward to this as well. We'll get through obviously the results over the weekend in the, the West of Scotland, but we'll start with... Asking you a bit about St. Cardiff so far, five points for three games. There was a lot of kind of buzz about the, the recruitment over the summer. How's it how's early kind of season been so far? Um really good in terms of uh, if you speak to, to John the Gaffer and, and Kieran Donnelly, the, the, the assistant and myself, I'm really happy with the squad we've assembled. Um and uh, it's a talent, talent bunch. We had a, a good pre-season. Won't probably do it's probably been interrupted by a few injuries, you know. So um a few John has probably not had the full suite of players to actually pick from, you know, to pick the strongest eleven as such. But any eleven they put in that part, but you know, we we feel they're, they're capable of going out, out and winning. Um one one drew two, so unbeaten in three, but ideally we, we, we should be we feel a bit disappointed with a with a couple of draws, especially for the both draws that we went in front. We've had chances to, to give ourselves breathing space to you know uh, make that two goal lead at different points in the games. Then capitalise on that, and both games we get punished because they uh, both Cumberland Old who were a, a good team and the Glens um, equalised in the, the both ending draws. So um, an okay start, but uh, you know if you asked us before it, we probably wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Again, though, it's obviously three games in, five points. It's it's an unbeaten start, but one thing I've spoke to every manager in this league about is just how deep it is, and you you look at it as well. It's and you'll agree, it's an unbelievably tough league. You know, I listened I listened to your interview as well. The all the managers in the league before the league started off, and I think there must have been about nine or ten managers that were saying the goal was was promotion. I mean. Or you know, finish that top three. I mean, when when do you ever really have a league where teams as many as that aspiring to finish all in that one position? You know, and you even just need to look at the early results that, mm-hmm. that you actually see how competitive the league is, and um, or three games in, but not not one team has managed to put three wins out of three. You know, so um, but even if, even the teams who um, you may be regarded as, as well fancy that are maybe not flying as such a um, Nobody will be hitting planet stations that have not had top gear yet because leagues aren't going to be won or lost in August, you know. So yeah. plenty, plenty to play for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, can I? We'll dive into the kind of results over the weekend in the first division in a few minutes, but we'll start with the the Premier Division. Let's just run through the results at the weekend. Darvel three, Cowan and Rangers one, Canvas Lang Rangers nil, Auchinleck Talbot one, Hurl for three, Cumnock one, Arvin Meadow nil, Arfley one, Largs one, Rob Roy five. Peters Hill now B3, Pollock 3, Glenafton 2, Troon 3, Clyde Bank 1. We'll start at Darvel on Friday night. Darvel with a 3-1 victory, a kind of 
again, a lot of people were saying it was kind of the two two of the top teams in the league. Darvel were really good, I thought. Alan McKenzie were a really good hat trick. I think the boss will take time to settle. I think obviously it's been a complete overhaul there over the summer. A lot of new players coming in. Good in stages, I thought. I just think obviously once they kind of get a, a bit of a solid kind of run, I think they'll be fine. I, I do think they'll do really well. But Darvel, I was really impressed with them and particularly the fact they brought in a, the McKenzie's beginning to score goals and they just look, they've got that focal point up front, which I felt at times they were lacking last season. I was, I was, I watched Darvel, I was really impressed. What was your, what was your thoughts when you heard that result? Um, so I've not actually seen the, the full highlights or anything of that of the game, but you know, from my experience of watching Darvel Afardi, you know, they're a well loyal team in terms of the experience and they've got through that, uh, through the team from, from the back right to the front. Boy McKenzie's been doing it for years, you know, he's uh, not only is a really good footballer, but he's, he's a hard worker as well and he's a really good teammate, you know, so um, he scored a hat-trick against a, a strong co-winning team, you know, I think I think Gormley's um, a, a, a real, real strong co-winning team, bringing in a few uh, former senior players and adding uh, a mix of a youth to it as well, you know, so it did set itself up to be a good game. Um, but Darvel at home, you always kind of fancy them to go and go and take the three points there, um, and I probably continue. I expect to see that sort of winning form from Darvel uh, here on going forward. To be honest with you, yeah, they bounced back well for the the opening day defeat to come. Yeah. obviously a big one against Auckland last week, and then scoring three again and Friday night. I spoke to Darvel manager Michael Kennedy and co-winning assistant manager Davy Adams about the reaction just after the game finished. So joined by Darwin manager Mick Kennedy. Mick, great result, you must be delighted with that. Aye, listen, I was delighted with the performance. I thought we were real control for large aspects of the game. And aye, so delighted. As I said before the game, we'd won 3-1, you would have taken it. So I know I'm happy with that. Happy. I thought the first half we were a wee bit passive. Loads of possession, we thought we'd done it. And we got sawed a few things at half-time. I thought we were more intention to play, but I thought we were excellent. What about Alan McKenzie getting a hat-trick as well? Obviously scoring last week, he's in good form. You must be delighted to have him in the score sheet. Listen, Alan's an exceptional centre-forward at this level. He's got every aspect of his game. The only thing it lets him down sometimes is he's finishing. And listen, if he could sort that out, the reality is he wouldn't be here playing football. Because he's, he's got every other part of the game you need, aye. But he's been outstanding for it for the last couple of weeks. Listen, if I brought him to the club, he was one of my first signings here. I was desperate to bring him here. And, uh, and there's been a lot of change over the squad the last few, few years, but he's been an integral part of what we've done, so he's been outstanding for me. Obviously, it's, it was a disappointing start losing the first game at home to Cumberland, but he's a bounce back well against Hawking Light and winning two big results. Like, how how good was that to get that boost after a disappointing start? MD was at the Cumberland game. I actually thought we played really well. Listen, Cumberland could have opportunities in the game, but I thought we'd last control in the game for last periods, and we missed some really, really good opportunities in the game. And, Particularly in the last couple of minutes, I thought we could, if we'd have went on and won it, I, wouldn't have been, I don't think it, it, it would have been hard, didn't he? But he didn't pick up the result, they get a good three points. And, but then you've got Talbot away and Kawin away, listen, you could have dropped nine points the first three games quite easily. So it's been good to bounce back against two clubs who you would imagine come the end of the season, but they're competing alongside us, so I'm, if we can get up there. So no, I'm happy with that. And as well, you look at obviously uh, the players you've brought in, the, the squad looks to have a bit of depth at now. Like, how good's that been to get some new players in? And as you say, it's getting more players in the in the team just for like, injuries and things like that. It must be big for you, especially if you've got a time. We were ravaged by injuries last year. The start of the season, we really struggled. Then the end of the season as well, we didn't do the number of games we had to play. So we've got a good, strong squad. A lot of depth in it, some really good boys in it as well. And hey, listen, we're in a good, strong position. But as I said to the boys in there, it's three games in. 
We've got six points on the table, so we have a long way to go. So we just need to keep playing, plugging away. Remember we won last season, we started well, we won our first four or something, and then we didn't win a game in five. So mm -hmm. there's loads of things that can happen. I think it's full of quality, but I'm just happy that uh, we've got enough three points and we move on. Max, one absolute pleasure. Thank you very Good much. Good change as always, mate. Cheers. So we're joined by co winning coach David Adams. David, disappointing result. What was your overall takeaways for the game? Um, I, th I thought we were always in the game, you know, and um, I thought if thought we would get the ball down and actually through. I thought we were a better football inside, but we always, we couldn't deal with that kind of long ball and it just, that was the case. And that's how, it, you know, the game finished the way it did because we just couldn't deal with it. You know, we, we scored a good goal, you know, and get ourselves back in the game and, you know, and straight away they're up the park and we, we can see a, a very sloppy goal. In fact, I'd say all three goals tonight were sloppy, so, you know, you can't expect to give them away and come away with anything in a game, so it's something we need to address. What was your kind of thoughts on Darvo as well? Were you impressed with how they played? Or was it just one of those games for you, Jack? Listen, listen, we know they've got quality in their side and they play a certain way, you know, they look to, to hit the, the, the striker and, and move off him, do you know? And, uh, and to be fair, I thought Mackenzie was, was decent tonight, you know, and we didn't deal with him, do you know what I mean? And I felt, you know, if you deal with him or, or, or whoever's up top with him, if you deal with that, then, you know, I've got no worries about you know competing against them. I think we showed that when they actually got the ball down and played. Mm -hmm. Well, but obviously the start to the season, like the first one against Aberdeen Meadow, but obviously two two defeats after that. Did you think it was going to take time these command just to get the, the squad gelled a lot on your players? I mean, you know, this is a project, and as much as you you want to hit the ground running, do you know what I mean? Um, I think we were always going to come across that, and I've got to say, you know, and and you know the true result last week, um, you know, I don't think there's any teams in this league that, you know, that, that, there's going to be an easy three points, it's simply not going to be the case, you know, that everybody works hard, they're, they're bang at it, so, you know, I think you'll see quite a lot of these kind of results throughout the season, you know, that's, you know, although it was disappointing last week, I think that'll happen right across the board. Davey, thank you very much, it's been a pleasure. Okay, thanks very Big thanks to Mick and David for doing those post-match interviews, but looking at the top of the table, the one place to start is Rob Roy. Going to Largs and winning 5-1 and obviously sitting top of the league in goal difference. What a job Max has done there. Stuart Maxwell deserves a bunch of credit for that job. And Largs, I don't think, I think they'll I do think they'll struggle. I think they've lost that big vocal point up front in Will Sewell. But Rob Roy going there and winning 5-1 just shows how good a performance that is and brilliant management, I would say. Absolutely. And you know, Largs is um, a former team, a team close to my heart, you know, so it's always one of the first results I look out for on a Saturday and um, I know Arnie will be really, really disappointed uh, to lose at, that, at home as well, you know, especially when, when Lars had two, two draws out of yeah. two first league games against Glenafton and Pollock, so we went away to Pollock last, last week and got a good draw, um, but great start from Rob Roy and, and, and like says, Max is gathering a bit of, bit of momentum there and, you know, all credit for the start this made for the, you know, the start of the season, but that's going to be one of the, the results of the weekend, you know, yeah. going away to Lags and winning 5 1, you know. And Max has said it as well, like, and he said it in his, I saw a post match interview he did, he said that five games last season, they'd lost, the, the first five games they'd lost all five, they're already seven points better That's off right. already. So it's it shows you just the, that fast start that he was, he was telling me he was desperate to get out and get out of the traps. And I mean, going to Lags, it's a tough place to go, no matter kind of how, and I'm, 
I think I think they will be it will be a tough ask for them to to really pick up lags. I hope they do. A, a lot of people down there I like and Army's a great guy and it's tough. It's going to be tough. But Rob Roy, what a start they've made so far. Hurl for them did Cumberland's unbeaten start. That obviously a, a big three one win for them. That's another again another another team who are kind of doing well. Obviously last season a brilliant season for them and they've started the season as they mean to go on. Yeah, I seen the 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 for the goals. I think the first one was the one from Mackenzie Taz. You know, he's a header. You probably smallest boy in the park. You know, um, he was up last salmon. It was an absolute crack for a goal. I think he got assist later on as well. Um, Cumnock, I've been really impressed with the first wow. two games. Um, and and watching watching Cumnock from afar as well. Like, the weird, I think from remember like they've been lining up like in a four four two formation, which for a while, that was a bit, that was an old-fashioned formation. You've actually seen more and more clubs adopt it now. They go with the two strikers up top and their central mid of Boy Wilson and Finley Fry and stuff, you know, and they've got great players all the way through the team. So, um, but all okay, credit to Huddleford for, for winning, their, winning their home game and, and going and uh, beating a team who are are the guards going to be strong this year as well? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's some start for Huddleford as well. These They're two teams who I think will be challenging to kind of get into the kind of top four, top five. I think they're both capable of doing it. I think as well, as you say, Taz has been there a while. Mark McKenzie's scoring goals as well. Like Jack Whitaker, I thought was brilliant last season. They're all yeah. they're all coming back and they're all kind of getting on the score sheet. They're all... And Darren needs that as well. Darren needs his kind of big players to, to have big saves, especially in games like that. I mean, a lot of people probably have fancied coming to get something. So Hurlford winning that game, I thought was a, it's a massive three points for them. Paul, look at another team in seven points as well. They were three nothing up at half time against Glenafton, but Glenafton done well to peg it back to three two. But again, Pollock stood stood out and got the three points and a massive three points, I would say as well, because when you're three 0 up and you lose two goals, there's that moment that there could be that momentum shift. But again, Pollock they stay on and get the job done. They did, and, and the thing is, though they practically started one now. They got they gifted a goal. I don't know if you've seen the goal. Yeah. Keepers went to a goal kick. He wasn't set, the defence wasn't set, and I think it was a striker McCann who was, was alive and, and, and buried it. Um, Daz Christie went on and I think he got two of them as well. Good man in the match. Uh, um, you know, so then you're free enough and up after 20, 25 minutes, you, you fully expect to go on and get it. Okay, the Glenn's for, for getting too bad. But, um, but I was having a look at Paul team as well. I mean, they've, they've got some squads, you've got a, a lot of quality quality players and even just you know, look at the bench and some of the guys that they had on the bench in Saturday just shows the, the strength and depth that they've got there you know? Yeah absolutely and I think as well you've got likes of Darren Christie Stuart uh, McCann uh, Dylan Dyke, Stephen Dockery I mean you've got all this attacking talent and they're going to be good I think they're going to be really good this season and again you you get the job done early you score three goals it's tough it's a tough ask I mean Glenafton deserve a bunch of credit for getting two goals back and I think in another day, I think Pollock just had the better of them in the kind of closing them down in the end. We'll touch on the next game. Beath went to Peter's Hill and got a 3-0 victory. Again, a really good good start for Beath. Two wins from three games. Peter's Hill have a bit of a worry about, obviously, three three defeats so far. But what was the kind of overall thoughts in that game? Um, so, obviously, Chris, Chris Jane's season is a... Is the, the beef manager from afar, you know, I've always had uh, a massive amount of respect for him because any teams that I've played against for him, you know, they, they always played with a bit of style, a bit of flair, but 
always a hard to beat teams as well. So um, it was nice to actually see him. I'm, I'm good friends with Sean Dillon, um, mm-hmm. one of his uh, co-assistants, and I was speaking to Sean on Saturday night about it, and uh, he was absolutely buzzing with the result. And even more pleasing that you know, being from from being up myself, I know some local boys really like from Port Glasgow, and uh, the boy Andy Monk who got on the score sheet as well. Andy Monk, who came from the Lowland Leagues, he, he, Sean was telling me he settled well and he took his goal well and stuff. So um, to get away from home, one three often quite convincingly as well was was good from a, from a B perspective. But um, Peasy will just need to give a reset. It's three games in, you know, there's plenty, plenty to play yeah. for. No, no need to panic station, but um, good result for B. Yeah, yeah, absolutely as well. Walking Lake, they got a win against a newly promoted side as well. They went to Canberra's Lang, got a 1-0 victory. I mean, obviously, last week we 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 spoke about how Dargo would obviously blown them away, but I mean, Auckland Lake, that it's people are people are thinking is this the same Auckland Lake team? But they still do it. I mean, two wins for three games, and they're never ever not going to stop winning that way, are they? No, who do I cook? They they know how to win win games, whether it's in style, whether it's grind it out, and anybody who writes off Tucker or even you know doubts them is a is a fail in my book, to be honest <laughs> with you. So, to, to get away to, to Canvas Line, win one nothing on, um, which probably isn't the, the best of pitches just now. You know, yeah, I heard that, yeah. Pitches are tough, tough surface. So, again, it probably turns into more of a, a battle, which at times we know Talbot's really, really good at that as well. Um, but, you know, the, the one nil on a tough pitch actually just shows how tight a game it was. Yeah, absolutely as well. Arthur Lee went to Irvine Meadow, 1-1-0 with nine men. A really late goal as well. Just a, all reports are fiery game. Irvine Meadow, I've, I've heard, weren't at it at all. It was a really poor performance. But Arthur Lee going there, I mean, I spoke to Cammy last week and he, I said, you know, you'll be looking for a big reaction after two defeats. And, I mean, nine men shows you tremendous character to go and get that result. It isn't half. It isn't half. And it was like, it was like... Good goal late in the game, ball over the top. Um, I can't remember the striker's name again. He took it well though, because it was the pressure was on. He was running one and one, slotted at home. Um, I've seen the two two red cards as well, and I've seen a wee bit of comments on the social media about you know whether it's a red card or not. Um, and I've got my own thoughts on it. Um, I think the boy Leiden, who's been in for the the tackle, yeah, I think he's won the ball. I generally think he's won the ball. For for me, that's a real good. I didn't even say old fashioned tackle. It wasn't dangerous. It was just committed, and they won the ball. Um, and I think with that sort of, it's. I swear, it, you know, even if it's a a, a harsh referee, you know, it's uh, five ten years ago. There's no more in the booking, you know. So mm-hmm. um, the other one, I think that's just referee defending. If you've got. A, a lenient referee that lets it go if you've got a harsh referee kind of sends it off so they'll probably feel a wee bit unlucky to be down to nine men but it probably makes the result even more sweeter to get away from home and, and win it with nine men you know? yeah absolutely yeah a massive result for Arthur as well but I can uh, med- I think Arvin Med will be looking obviously a big result last week beating Clyde Bank but they'll be hoping to pick up their home form I would say but the final game of the weekend in the Premier Division was Troon 3, Clyde Bank 1. I was there. I thought in the first half, Clyde Bank could have been out of sight. I thought they were terrific. The, a lot of set plays. They were, they scored a, Craig Lattle scored a really good goal from a corner. They should have scored maybe two or three more. And Troon weren't at it at all in the first half. But there's something with this Troon team. They just have character. 
and they came out the second half, they were a completely different side. A brilliant free kick from Ben Black. Uh, Sam McCloskey had a great goal as well, and then they closed it really well with Jamie Gallagher just at the end. And you saw Trin just coming up and completely taking the game with the scruff of the neck and really showing that they don't give up. And I spoke to Gordon after the game, the Clyde Bank manager, and it, he just looked totally dejected. And I was, I, I felt, I did feel bad for him. I thought, like, you didn't deserve that just in the first half performance, but it was massive credit to Trun for coming back and winning that game. Like, what was your thoughts when you seen that result? I hope you're following my coverage and knew how it was going. Uh, yeah, I, I seen it. I, I seen you that. It was a game that we chose. Um, to be honest with you, it, the result didn't surprise me overly. You know, we used to Cadets played Trun during pre-season. Right. They beat, the beat us 4-2. Um, Dino's assembled a really, really good squad. The front men is dangerous, you know. Ben Black is so quick. You've got him is a, a, a really talented player as well. Um, and, and like you mentioned, they've still shown that fighting spirit as well. Um, I've seen Craig Little, Craig Little's my former teammate, um, and he, he's been doing that for years in terms of corner kicks, um, you know, bullet headers and stuff like that, you know. So he took his goal well. What stood out um, to me as well as him and Jamie Darrick, I think, are really good together. Like the, the first yeah. that was the first time I'd seen them together and they look really, really like they complement each other well. Jamie will win everything in there. I think Craig's Craig's a bit oh, he'll complement him well, I think. Yeah, and they've you've got that sort of left centre back in Craig and right centre back yeah. in, in, in Jamie as well. So it's a it's a good balance for Clyde Bank and for a good, good team. They'll they'll bounce back and they'll be up there for the end of the season. You know, but the sounds of the like, like you're saying, they were unlucky not to yeah. take something from the game, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say as well, like, quite, they were so, so impressive in the first half, like, particularly they were, they must have had about 20 corners. I actually run out of, like, I was trying to keep a note of corners and I kind of was getting, there was so many, I just couldn't keep up with them. So it shows you they were getting forward. Just at times, at times they weren't clinical. I mean, had a few chances, I thought, like, they, they could have probably had one cleared off the line that I'm, I'm convinced wasn't it, it should have stood but again obviously somebody closer to the goal will probably be able to tell me that if there was film but again I think both teams will do really well I th- I'm, I'm being really impressed with Troon actually I did think Troon maybe struggle but so far their character showed and again I spoke to Dino after the game and he said it's just something changes at half time we're going to just give them a kick, a, a kick and they came out a different team. And on that, I will pass over to my interviews with Dean Keenan and Gordon Moffat after the Trun and Clyde Bank game. So delighted to be joined by Trun assistant manager Dean Keenan. Dean, first half, I didn't see that result happening. Massive three points again. No, we had to hang in. Had to rely on our goalie to make some good saves and our back four and midfield two to defend really well. Um, front four, just not at it at all first half. Um, couldn't get any rhythm in the game. I thought it was so stop start. We kept giving away cheap fouls and Conceding a lot of territory in the other half and defending through uh, corners and free kicks and listen when you're getting 12 to 14 free kicks and corners there's going to be a time that you're going to come a cropper and Big Craig put it away well and to be honest we were quite happy to be in the, the break 1-0 down um, with the way that the first half had went but we got a few choice words for Jimmy and second half I thought it was a right response um, goals change games of course they do but I felt as if Throughout the half, there was a goal coming. I thought our fitness levels were absolutely superb again, and I think that's something that uh, obviously I think fitness is really subjective. And when you're ahead in the game, and when you're coming back into it, and that sometimes it saps a wee bit of energy. Out of you. And I thought that the Clyde Bank boys maybe that done that. It's a hot day, you know, and they'll probably feel as if game of two halves. And 
I can completely understand that. But from our perspective, again, great character, um, great courage. Last week we came from behind twice to win. Mm -hmm. Today we've came from behind again to win. So overall, the three games that we've played, three teams that will be in the top five, no doubt, at the end of the season, we've got to be delighted with six points. Yeah, goals as well, some of the finishes. It was really impressive just to see how well you fought back in the second half. Is that just show the character the boys have? I think it does, aye. And I think that we're... We kept the core of the group, we've kept nearly everybody, um, apart from one or two, so I think that they all know each other, they're another year down the line, um, and we know the expectations, last year we weren't ready for the challenge that this league brings, but we are this year, we're ready for it and we want to take it heads on, um, and see what it brings us, you know, we want to be up there challenging the same as every other team does, um, we've obviously got a good break now, we've got a couple of cup games to look forward to, but we've targeted silverware, we've spoke, everyone that you've um, spoke to in terms of the media and what have you, we've, we've targeted silverware for that group, and. I think on the basis of the games that we've played so far, I think it's easy to see why. Um, so the problem is for us that is, I'm doing it in a it's not a problem. The challenge is to do it on a consistent basis. Um, so that's what we'll be looking to do. But um, overall, we've got to be pleased with six out of nine. Should have been more, but we'll take that and move on. Dino, thank you very much. My pleasure. No worries, mate. So delighted to be joined by Clyde Bank Manager Gordon Moffat. Gordon, didn't see that result coming at half time. You must be disappointed with how the second half went. Yeah, uh, an understatement. That's an understatement. I'm the same as you, I, I thought first half we were very good. Um, we did a lot of stuff last week, obviously it was uncomfortable last week, there was a lot of stuff wasn't right. We spent a bit of our sessions this week looking at a video and asked for, asking for a reaction. I thought we got that, I thought the boys were excellent first half, uh, had real control. When they playing obviously football that we can, but I thought we had real control in the game. Um, probably unlucky not to go in with a couple more if they set plays in that. And then we just spoke about one or two wee things that could maybe get them back in the game at half time and what to tighten up on. And we never done it. And they, you know, it's true do. I was saying that to our guy there, you know, Jimmy and uh, Dino try and get a reaction, they got a reaction and um we didn't we didn't deal with it and very frustrating. Were you disappointed how flat they were coming out in the second half? It just felt as if there was a like they dropped a couple of gears in the Well I like, think like we actually started the second half well, right for kick off, we knocked the ball back, we take it mm -hmm. to them. Lee Gallagher nearly slides Josh in one-on-one -on -one and just overhits it or, or Josh doesn't get his touch and so I actually thought we started the half alright and I think it's frustrating that their goal comes from absolutely nothing you know a ball in the channel a cheap free kick and just an incredible goal to lose you know um, flighted over over Kyle I still don't know how that goes in and I, they obviously got a lift for that we, we took a wee dent for that but you've got to be stronger than that in this league Scott we need a better reaction and you know again as I was saying to um, Davey there for us that at the end of the day I'm the, I'm the leader of this team Scott so that's that's on me why we don't get the reaction and I think um, you know I can hear the support I, can, I heard them last week at half time in the booze and that they're, they're right they're right because it's not acceptable um, and someone will need to change we've now got a friendly going into the Scottish Cup tie and we're going to need a, a hell of a bounce back because we're only three games in I get that and I don't want to overreact but I'm not accepting that See obviously how you've got a couple of cup games coming up, which I think they'll be a kind of welcome break and then you can kind of pick up in the league hopefully. I, I mean that's the hope, I think we've spoken Thursday going into the break off the back of victory, which is kind of what, you know, at the top level you see that with international breaks and that's what you want to do. And I think now you, that's a real sore one, you've got to go and stew in that now. Um, we've got a friendly match next week and then uh, the Scottish Cup the week after, so um, we need to pick ourselves up and it needs to be... You know, that second half reaction needs to be held a lot better. Gordon, thank you very much. My pleasure. No worries. So a huge thanks to uh, Dean and Gordon for doing those interviews after the game. And we'll move on to the first division.
We're as well starting at Rutherglen, Rutherglen 2, St. Caddox 2. Two teams, I would say, that are probably trying to, to kind of get in the promotion spots. And what was your kind of reaction to the game? Was it a fair result or would you, were you disappointed he's done walk away with all three points? Well, disappointed as a management team and, and collectively as a you know as, as a group for the, for the players as well um, to be uh, leading you know two one um, we didn't we didn't kick on when we should have and we had chances you know uh, to extend the lead and make it a two goal give it a wee bit of gap a wee bit of breathing space and that's been the reoccurring theme in the first three games of the season uh, away to shots coming over the the claims that. We're getting in front, but we're not, you know, I wouldn't want to say killing teams off, but giving ourselves that bit of breathing space. And it's it's giving teams uh, something to come and get at us, you know. So, um, Glenn's took their, their equaliser really well. We, we pinpointed the uh, Michael Barn as, as somebody who's really, really dangerous in the air at set pieces. And sure enough, um, they come up with a good form, you know. So, um, and it's something like, it's that, that this league is full of uh, dangers at set pieces for you know many different teams. We've got Boy Murphy called called Burnley, you've got Boyle at Campbell Nold, Hugh at Gap Cairn, a Burn at Glens, you know, there's some real, real monsters there that can really hurt you at set pieces. Um, and we knew that was a danger, you know, and, and it was something we spoke about, how we wanted to defend it and work on and um it's something we're we're, we're, we're going to need to address uh, as well because that's uh, Two weeks in a row that it's, it's equalises it doesn't need to be equalises the games that in my opinion uh, should have never side for us. So look, we're three games in, one one through two. Um, we've got a rest from the league. Um, a cup game, a friendly on Saturday, a cup game the following week, and then we are back into the league duties. And at that point, um, hopefully, that some of our injured players and stuff like that are back and we've got a bit more strength and depth in the squad because injuries have hampered us from the first game of the season. But look, Glenn's a, a, a strong team, ex-Premier team. You can tell, you know, that and have got some really, really good and, and dangerous players throughout. So, um, I was a bit disappointed not coming with three points, to be honest with you. OK, well, we'll touch in the league leaders as well. Nielsen are top on goal difference. They 1-4-0. Against Rossville, a very convincing performance. Dylan Henry with a double. Nielsen have been a bit of a surprise package. A really good start for them. Obviously, two wins and a draw for three games. Uh, I, I wouldn't say surprise. You know, see at the start, this start of the season, I've probably had them up there challenging right, uh, okay. for promotion. Anybody, anybody that goes to the Brigham Lees, you know, uh, I mean, it's going to find a, a tough venue to go to. I think you know with with, with Carson, Chris Cameron, and. and David Gordon, they've, they've got a good, strong management team there. The big boy, Ewan Clark's a tremendous defender and, and a leader. And they've got, you know, the players that Henry and Fletcher out throughout the team and, and yeah. different players that can hurt you, you know. So I'm, I'm absolutely not surprised at all when, when, when it comes to Sicardo's face and Nielsen, they'll get 100% of their respect and, and the credit they deserve when, when we line up against them. So, no, it's, it's not a surprise for me, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah, some start from Nielsen as well. Rossville, you're a bit worried for them. Like I think I, I, I've spoken about this last week. I think the, the management team, I think they've been dealt a bit of a, a bad hand. I think they're, they're going to struggle. I've got a lot of time for both of them, but I just think it's a, a bit of a bleak situation there at the moment for them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's as a, a tough one. It's a, a lot of turnaround for for the new gaffer to come in and show things up. And 
coming down for the Premier League and, and so much happening and you know in Rossfield situation. It's a it's a big ask, you know, but um, all credit for the fella for, for standing in and, and you know and, and trying to rally his team and, and make a good go of it this season. So hopefully see him pick up uh, and uh, they'll start getting a few wins on uh, together, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Cumbernauld as well, a big four one one over shots. They've been really good at home as well. A big one over Drum Chapel a couple of weeks ago, like they're a team to keep an eye on, aren't they? Absolutely. And when we, we drew two each with them uh, last week, and you know, I, I thought they were a really, 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 really good team. Boy, Fulton, centre mid, uh, Gavin Mackey as well, two good players. And then the boy, uh, Danny Boyle at the back, who's, you know, a colossal in defence and, and a, very, a very, very, very dangerous at set pieces as well, you know. Um, but I probably was surprised at the actual gap in the result for one because when when we played shots the opening game of the season, shots gave us a, a right good game of it, and it was probably in a similar outlook the way Cumberland did. But, you know, they were in our faces, they worked hard, they made this scrap for anything that we were going to take from the game. But obviously, the, the Cumberland showing that uh, the, the, their home pitch guys medal uh, is going to be a tough place to go. So, um, I could start from them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, other results: uh, Benburb two, Johnson two. Bonnet and nil, Blantyre two. If there's a gate, if there's a result that sums up how unpredictable this league will be, Coburnley nil, St Rocks one. I mean, Coburnley last week looked um, looked an amazing. That looked an amazing result. Them going four one away and one. And St Rocks, I think after a, a poor start, they've recovered brilliantly against in their past two games and going to Coburnley and one and one. That was a massive result for them. Yeah. Um. I. Really, really good friends with Tommy, who's a, a Coburnley gaffer. I was speaking mm-hmm. to him last week, and you know, it was, it was sky high <laughs> in the back of his result. And um, look, they, they'll, they'll bounce back after that defeat. I have no doubt about it. The, the squad that, that Tommy's assembled from coming down to the Premier and then resetting and assembling for, for this season is a really strong one. I know quite a lot of the players haven't played with them or worked with them previously. I absolutely no doubt come in the season they'll be up there. I think when the fans are back in, then yeah. they'll be even stronger as well. You know, that whole 12 man, 12 man effect. Um, but, you know, all, all credits to the Rocks are putting two in the row, you know. Um, I really like the boy, uh, Kieran Dorr. I think he makes mm-hmm. a tick and he plays on a different side as well, you know. So if they keep him fit, keep him in the team, then they'll be a threat to anybody. Yeah, absolutely as well. And again, Whitlitz three, Garky and four. I mean, just a seven goal thriller. I think anybody at Dan Park on Saturday would they get their money's worth. But again, Garky and a team that will be wanting to compete at the top. And Whitlitz have had a terrific start. It's a big win for Garky and, but Whitlitz have had a really good start as well. Yeah, and to, you know, from from my point of view, you know, being the other side of uh, Ayrshire, it's probably one of the teams in the league that I least know. You know, so it's probably more from. From whether it's John Keir and myself from that point of view that we probably need to do a bit more homework and you know I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of myself maybe John and Keir and know more about them than I do but you know what what a start that they've had um, you know I think the boy Pope's the gaffer there the former yeah. Talbot um, player so if he's instilling that you know old school man, uh, Talbot mentality then they'll be a, a tough force to be reckoned with Yeah absolutely a yeah. massive one for, for Gart Cairn as well you've been impressed with their start? Yeah, I have, I have, and I, I think it's one of the ones that they, they, were, they were going to be up there as well. I know they've got a new gaffer and stuff, and but they've got some some real good players that I've, I've played against the last couple of years as well, and um, I think they'll be up there by the end of the season. You know, so. yeah, 
And the final result to touch on, uh, Thornwood 3, Drumchapel 1, Ali Small with a hat-trick. I mean, but Ali Small, he does it time and time again for that team. And if Thornwood, I mean, tough start, lost their first two games, but Ali Small coming back, it's a massive plus for them. Yeah, as in he's a top player, top player, the great strong, really strong season last season. He's carried on into this season, you know. So if you have a hat trick against a, a side that's got to be one of the favourites for the league, it's it's some result. But um Chicago spent a thorn maybe about April time last year. We get we get beat three nothing as well, you know. So it's gonna be a tough place to go and all credit to the manager uh, Jamie Nesbitt for assembling that squad and, and keeping the squad together for, you know and, and building on the momentum for last season. Um but drum drum will bounce back. I mean they are they're a class side, they they'll bounce back and I know they'll maybe not had the, the results of the first three games but they've got the quality all the way through the squad and I know that the uh, Darry McKinnon, the, the coach, has taken up the number two position at Arceus as well, which we're a, a bit of a blow off yeah. as well, because we, we, what he brings probably off the part with his experience and where he's played that will be, you know, a big loss to them, but they, they've got class all day through the team and, you know, they'll, they'll be there near the end of the season as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think they'll, once they kind of get a run going, I think they'll be fine. Second division was full of goals at the weekend, only one team in the league didn't score. Renfrew, I want to start with them, 4-1-1 over St Anthony's. They've had a really impressive start, won their first three games, eight goals, and I think there's something really good happening at that club. Yeah, um, I, I, I didn't have any doubts that Jimmy Quigley would be able to rally, rally his team together and, and make a really good start for it. They were probably disappointed not to be in that top four uh, from the conference last year. Um, so I had them down as, as one of my favourites to, to go and make a, a right impression in that league and he's kept together quite a lot of the the what I would say regarding the more experienced players um, from the squad and uh, the previous years getting into this one which will stand them in good stead and it's paid off so far. Yeah, I mean Dominic Innes were a double as well when you've got the likes of Kieran Diver, Scott Morton, they've just got a terrific front line. They've got goals just all the way through that team. The team joining them at the top of the table are Craig Mark. They won one nil against Joker yesterday. That was a a big thing of two teams like who had a really good start for the first two games and Craig Mark a big a big victory for them and again I was very impressed with the start Yoker had made and Craig Mark have went there and got a really good result. Yeah, again to be honest with you, it's a team that's a bit of an unknown for me and it's one that actually keeps catching the eye every time you're searching the the results and then you know you're like it's another one that's another one you know so they're obviously getting a bit of momentum there so we'll see how that develops through the season. Mm-hmm, absolutely, yeah, big big one for them. The game of the weekend is without a doubt Ashfield five, Mayball five. Mick McCann get four goals. I mean, for Mayball, I mean that game must have had everything. I know, I know, uh, and I made Mayball's one of these places as well. It's like a tough, a tough venue to go and go and score five goals. I mean, score five goals away from home, you expect to come up with all the three points. Yeah. So to to be uh, to be a draw, they must be disappointed. Um, I know Ashfield's made a, a cracking signing and recruiting Bobby Bad as well. Yeah, I think the last couple of weeks when Dwayne's a trialist, you know, so uh, he'll no doubt be a massive, massive boost to not even um, on the park, but even lifting boys at training stuff to have somebody that has calibre and quality and uh, the, the younger boys to bring them on as well. Yeah, absolutely. Glasgow United, they've made a good start to the season. They beat Muircourt 3-2 at home. 
The two what two teams that have got off the mark this weekend were Colesides Rangers and Mary Hill. Colesides uh, went to fourth and one four two. Mary Hill three two winners over Glasgow Uni. They come back for two one down. Mary Hill to secure the points. Ardair as well, a big one for them. They beat Wishaw 3-2 and the other game of the weekend was Glasgow Pearson 2, Greenock Juniors 2. What kind of results stand out to you in the second division so far? Um, it's, probably, it's probably right, right through, you know, your challenge, you know, you know, keeping that momentum going is probably the one that's, that's caught my eye. One of you know, my, my former club, Greenock Juniors, you know, so it's one I keep an eye out and good luck to he's into that new season where a new green up squad is assembled, you know, it's been a, a lot of change in personnel. Um and you know, you know, being from Green Up can see locally some of the great stuff he's doing and putting his stamp on it, you know. So I'm I'm looking out for their results as well and, and hope they can pick up a bit of momentum. So I think they've won one through one and lost one now. Yeah. So a, a decent start with a, a new young team and um they've added a couple of more experienced players over the last uh, last few days as well. So it's a uh, it's one that Team that I hope you know uh, gets up the table. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think there's a big mention as well. It's like some Mary Hill and Colesides getting wins is in their first first wins of the season. Are there a good and a lot of goals this weekend as well? I think you're going to see that a lot this season. I think there's a lot of teams in there that are capable of scoring a good few goals between them. So again, that's a league worth keeping an eye on. In the third division, Kello and Lanark continued their really good starts to the season. Kello a 5-0 win over New Mains and Lanark went to Vela leaving and won 3-1. Two really good starts for them. Yeah, um, and it's just a case of, it'll be a case of just trying to build, build the momentum and, and get away from the pack, you know, so when you've actually got a, a good start like that, then you, you just want to keep pulling away and pulling away, so the gaffers there will just be trying to rally troops in terms of, you know, keeping them focused and getting getting the points and starting to cut a wee bit of distance between them and the others. Yeah, I mean, East Kilbride Thistle as well, a 2-2 draw with a Drossen. East Kilbride, I think a lot of hype on them, kind of the players have signed, but they've had an unbeaten start, but they'll be, will they be disappointed they've not turned? I mean, the three draws are, and after four games, they'll be disappointed they've not turned a few of them into wins? Probably, you know, given the fact that the, the, the players they recruited and their experienced players and their, you know, people, people have played senior and, and won things as well, uh, they'll, probably, they'll not be taking the draws lightly or, or thinking it's acceptable to, to you know for free draws. So I think they'll I think they'll be picking up soon. To be honest with you, yeah, you know, as soon as they, they those teams start to gel more, plays together, more fitness, more run of games, get used to how each other plays, then the momentum, then those draws will turn into wins, and the draws come near the end of the season could be valuable points. Yeah, I warden Les Mahego as well. Three-one victory over Bells Hill. When you take away that eight-nil defeat to Irvine Vicks, they've actually had a terrific start. They've won three out of four games, but again, just that eight-nil defeat last week will probably have hit them for six. But it's a good recovery to go and to win at home at Bells Hill. And kind of, it's a, it's been a good start apart from that one game. Yeah, oh, you know, all, all credit to them for bouncing back that way. You know, that's tough. You go into your training where you train a Monday or Tuesday night. Following an eight, eight nil defeat, you know, so it's okay to, to, the, to the management team for picking up the players and actually for the players to, to go in and addressing it the first time round in the next game. So fair play to them, and I've got a lot of respect for anybody that can bounce back in that right away. Yeah, absolutely as well. I wasn't Irvin Vicks, they've had a really good start as well. 15 goals in the first four games, and again, a 2 0 win away to Royal Albert. Royal Albert's a place, I'm, I'm 
sure you'll agree. I, I think you have to get your socks up and work hard, and that's a good result for Irvin Dix. And Franny Kilpatrick, again, a friend of the show, getting another goal. Yeah, I see. Boy Kilpatrick's done really well this season. I've watched the highlights of the, the Vix post and stuff, and he's the one that keeps catching the eye and mm-hmm. you know, getting on the ball, you know, making things happen and, and just being a constant menace for teams. Um, and I think he'll have a, a huge part in terms of if they keep him fit, keep him in the team, then he'll have a huge part in where Andrew Vicks actually arrive at the end of the season. Yeah, definitely. I'd agree with that. Dorai 2-1 over Port Glasgow. Big win for them. Lark Hall 5-1 over Solcoats. That's another massive result. They've started quite well as well. Seven points for four games. It's Garvin, Garvin 1, Luger 0. Garvin, I think, obviously, Garvin and Luger, I think there'll be two sides will be kind of hoping to kind of get up the top at the end of the season and they are I think they're two decent sides but again it's just been what's your kind of thoughts in that league like, I think that's another really tough league to call but is there any teams catching your eye so far? Um, probably Irvin Vicks Irvin Vicks are the ones that are actually that I'm probably seeing the most highlight from I'm probably seeing the most uh, consistency when it comes to actually churning out results and stuff Um. So Irvin Vicks for me will be built there near the end of the season. The team that's probably caught my eye so far. Brilliant. We'll move into the fourth division, the final division we'll talk about. Three Rovers, West Park United and Coastside Athletic kept their run going. Their running starts, all keeping clean sheets as well. Three Rovers now, uh, three Rovers won four 0 away to Thorn Athletic. West Park United going to Campbelltown and winning three 0 Coastside Athletic six, Eglinton nil. These are three teams that I think are going to be tough to split. I think all three are really impressive so far this season. Yeah, perfect starts for them. You know, so, so it's just a case of it will need to wait to see when they play each other to see who comes out on top and who gets out the edge and can keep the momentum going. You know, so just need to kind of sit back and enjoy what's going to unfold in front of us over the next few weeks and months. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. There's a lot of there was a lot of kind of things about kind of three rovers. I spoke about it last week, but like I didn't understand getting into the West. But I mean, I think they're more than capable of going up the leagues. And Coastside Athletic, a really young manager, I think a really bright manager. West Park have done it really well at amateur level. They've took to the step up really well so far. There's a lot of unknown with this league as well. There's a lot of kind of where where's teams going to be and things like that. But I mean, these three have started really well. You get likes of St. Peter's in there. Rossville have had a good start. BSC Glasgow as well. They won at the weekend. Glenville got their first win. There's a lot of teams in there that you just don't know how well they've got on. Yeah, completely. BSC Glasgow is one of the teams that we've been playing a um, couple of weeks' time. The Cicadets will play them in the cup game, you know. So, uh, we'll be doing a bit of, bit of homework on them and, and getting to understand their strengths and weaknesses as well. Um, they, like you mentioned, they got a good result the, the, the weekend. So it's uh, a game that you know, we may be seen as a couple of divisions up or whatever, but a game we will not be taking lightly. Um, you know, we may want to go and, and go far in this cup. And uh, we know that um, we need to give them the full respect to, to, to go in and get a result there. Um, so, but like you say, it is a bit of a, an unknown, unknown league. Everybody's on a level playing field. There's a lot of teams in it for the first time. So, so why not go and have a crack at it? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a really fascinating kind of couple of weeks. Obviously, the league's taking a bit of a break. But Wednesday, we have some games in the third division. I'm just going to run th- run through them right now. New Mains United uh, play Larkhall Thistle. Port Glasgow versus Vale of Leaven. Solcoats versus Garvin. Adrossen play Kello. 
Vale of Clyde, Vidal Rai, Belsal versus Royal Albert, Arvid Victoria play Fanart, Larnett play East Kilbride, Thistle and Luger play Les Mahago. Some good action over during the week. Yeah, they, they definitely are. Uh, the Lanark East Kilbride one be an interesting one. The Lanark parts, uh, I think probably this time of year, it's, it's a, a really, really good surface. Um, and given the fact that we spoke about some of the players that East Kilbride have signed as well, they'll, they'll want to go and actually put on a bit of a show and, and turn those draws into wins. So that'll be one. Port Glasgow at home, um, you know, Ports have a bit of a, a mixed start and how they've started the season. We've got the, the new guy from Stephen Wilson and you can see he's changing things and putting his style on things and they're gathering momentum with a bit of a new squad as well. So um, they'll hope to get to get their um, home win as well and, you know, being, being local to myself, I hope they do pick up as well. So um, it'll be one of them watching out to the possible when I can get along to as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I'm, I might take in a game on Wednesday. We'll just see what happens. But I'll touch about in the St. Cardiff's what's coming up. Obviously, the the Strathclyde Cup against BSC Glasgow. That's a cup. Is that a cup you're kind of keen to win? Obviously, John Chapel won it last season and they've got the kind of Scottish Cup route. Is that something you're keen to kind of compete in this season? Well, we're never ever going to line up and, and go into a cup and, and, and no one to, to win. But we'll just, we'll just take whatever games in front of us. Um, ultimately, it's, it's down to the, the Gaffer John in terms of whether he's going to mix up the team, you know, change the selection or the, the formation or style and approach. But by all accounts, we'll, we'll be there to go and win it, um, you know, and, and as we will be with, with any game. Um, disappointed to, to lose in the cup game against Jim Trapple and obviously all the best team, you know, the, the Scottish Cup adventure and stuff. Um, you know, that, that is the part of the incentive of, of wanting to do well in this cup and, you know, getting so close. But so far, last season is maybe hopefully we can maybe do something better. But we'll take one game at a time. And, and the first obstacle is, is, is BSC Glasgow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, Greg. And I've really enjoyed going through the results with you. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck for the season ahead. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much to everyone that's tuned in. Please continue to follow our West of Scotland Football League coverage on the channel. And we'll be back next week to do another review show. Thanks very much. We'll see you soon. Cheers.